The COVID-19 vaccine was tested on over 70,000 Americans, including a significant number of African Americans. Among them, doctors, bus drivers, first responders, cooks, nurses, moms, dads, teachers, and preachers. The COVID vaccine can protect our community from the virus, especially those with underlying medical conditions. The only question is, will you verify and trust? On this episode of I'm There For You Baby. Certainly have a lot on your mind today. And FOF stands for Fear of Froth. May Lynn Levine and Michelle Morris. Do you design for short people? They are looking at how is design being utilized for economic development to solve some of the wicked problems that we face. The World Design City Competition. We really feel like, could we tell the San Diego story without the inclusion of Tijuana? Why is, why should we care? But we're more than great beaches in a zoo. You have a very old car, which doesn't have many new g gadgets. Well, design is not art. Are you sure? I'm There For You Baby is produced in San Diego, California, America's finest city. Presented by HiVN. Welcome listeners to another edition of I'm There For You Baby, the entrepreneur's guide to the galaxy. I'm here with my co-host, partner, and bride, Barbara Brieg. Listeners, let me share today what's on my mind. I'm going to talk about froth, I'm going to talk about hiring, and I'm going to talk about ignorance, and I'm going to do it all in four minutes and 37 seconds. So today, my little world of entrepreneurs and, and technologists are suffering from what is called FOF. And FOF stands for fear of froth. It is a very difficult topic in that at this moment in the capital markets, there is more money sloshing around than there's water in a bathtub, you know, for, your, for when you give a bath to your baby. This is unlimited amounts of capital chasing, in my view at times, irrational returns followed by greed and fees. So the fear of froth, though, that the, the piece that's hard is, should I dive in? Or how much is enough? Or can I chase this? And or should I chase it? I don't have answers to this, but I'm telling my listeners that the froth is real but your response to it, I think should be measured. It's, it's hard to resist when they sent a fourth piece of cherry pie with ice cream on it to your table. But you know, it's gonna be a terrible morning if you eat it. The second thing on my mind is hiring, okay? And hiring is really hard to do. And there's a lot of books on it, but I wanna focus on one thing. Here's what's the issue in hiring. You're gonna to need to hire for diversity which is women and of color and disadvantaged. And you're going to have to reach out. Here's the hard part. We normally like to hire people who look like us, people who we want to go have lunch with, people we want to have a, a beer with. So your tendency, your bias is to not really understand or appropriately reach out to. And the world is changing. I know it. And I'm going to encourage listeners to focus on the hard part of hiring which is to find people who are, as my friend says, pirates. So a guy at Pixar called Brad Bird, he says you need to hire people who are difficult and dissatisfied and, and wickedly smart and diverse and think like pirates. That's, that's hard to do. A lot of the people don't have their own Jolly Roger 
hoodie, I recommend you buy one for them. And the last topic, and then I promise I'm done, Barbara, is I'm going to confess to ignorance, but don't let ignorance keep you from learning. So my, my son-in-law and my daughter, they have some Bitcoins. I have no idea what a Bitcoin is. I don't want to own a Bitcoin, but I know that it's selling for $50,000 for something that doesn't exist. Or if it exists, I can't put my hand on it. Or if I put my hand on it, I can't go down to Osteria and buy pasta with it. But the fact that I don't understand it doesn't mean it isn't real. And that's true for all of the people in all of your businesses. Ignorance is to be defeated by continuing to learn. Barbara Darling. Uh, well, Neil, you certainly have a lot on your mind today. Well, a key theme of our show is that today everyone needs to think like an entrepreneur, whether it's in your own business, a large organization, or a nonprofit. What our guests all have in common is the willingness to challenge the status quo, to ask a lot of questions, and to think in new ways. Uh, when you think about starting a business or an organization, often you don't think about design. And Design is actually very important. So before I introduce our guest today, I'm going to share a story from my past. Uh, many years ago, I worked at the Connect program when it was based at UCSD and I got to know Don Norman, who was then the head of the Department of Cognitive Science. And he wrote a book, uh, he wrote two, two early books, one, The Psychology of Everyday Things and then The Design of Everyday Things. And he actually took apart uh, things that weren't working well at UCSD. UCSD had just put in a new phone system, which nobody could figure out to use. Uh, they'd built a new faculty club and people couldn't figure out whether to push or pull uh, the doors uh, to open them. And uh, many years later, when I was on the founding team of proflowers.com as the vice president of marketing, when we were just starting out with five of us and nothing, uh, one of my first calls was to Don Norman, who had left uh, UCSD at that point, he was living up in the Bay Area. And I said, Don, I need your help or I need the help of someone who was one of your best students so that we design a website that people can really use. He referred me to one of his students, Larry Marine, uh, who helped us design the flow of the first ProFlowers website. Uh, turned out we did do things differently and it turned out that we also had a higher conversion rate uh, than other e-commerce sites. So I'm a big believer in the importance of what is called user-centered design. Uh, and today our guests are May Lynn Levine and Michelle Morris. And they're gonna talk with us about why good design is important and what is called the World Design City Competition. May Lynn is a partner and designer in Visual Asylum, a San Diego-based design solutions firm and she is the committee chair for the Design Capital Bid. Michelle Morris is the associate director of the Design Lab at UCSD, and she's co-founder of the Center for Design-Driven Transformation. Uh, well, welcome to I'm There For You, Baby, Michelle and May Lynn. Thank you. Hello. Thank Hello. you. So let's start out by talking about what is good design and why is it important? Uh, Michelle, let's start with you. Yeah, thank you so much. It's so wonderful to be here talking, talking about this topic on such a wonderful forum. Um, so, you know, when you talk about design, it's design is one of these words that uh, particularly in today's 
today's uh, culture and marketplace, it means uh, almost everything and nothing. But when we talk about design, uh, it's because everything is designed. And so, but when we talk about design, we're talking about the full spectrum. We've got designers that are trained designers in everything from, you know, architecture and interior design and graphics design and digital design and experience design, service design, and so on and so forth, all the way through to the other side of the spectrum, which is around utilizing the tools and the approaches and the mindsets of designers to uh, as a strategic tenant to organizational change to innovation whether it be on the product side or the services side or again it's sort of in an in a organizational or community fashion so we're talking about to me the intentional approach to a better outcome whatever that looks like and that includes the mindsets the tools and the approaches and I would just say for, in terms of good design, um, you know, in the design lab, we talk about it in, in sort of four ways. One, um, is it human-centered or user-centered to use your phrase? And that's not to take away from the other forms of life, uh, you know, and, and, and existences on our planet. Um, but in, in our world, we're talking about human-centered design. Um, and then, um, and not just at the beginning or not just as a sort of a, an afterthought where we're trying to sell something, but as a, are we, are we identifying the real needs, which is the Wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's go to this human-centered design. Do you design for short people? Like you, me. <laughs> well, it depends on the scope. The answer is yes, you design for all humans. So depending, so when you're looking at a project, you look at the scope, you look at the context. And so if it's a, a particular topic that is applicable to all people, we wanna be thinking about accessibility, right? Which includes short, tall, and everything in between. Um, and all the different de definitions of short and tall. If you're uh, focusing on a specific community project or you're focusing on a specific product for a targeted audience, then you wanna think about how to design, I mean, design works in constraints. So you wanna think about okay what are we trying to achieve is it meeting a need and uh, how are we doing that are we doing yeah, that i find way? one of the problems with the, the house is the doorknobs are at seven feet so it's a problem for me <laughs> so maylene <laughs> May, maylene maylene what what part of this design racket are you in and do you have anything so, to add and i'd also like to hear some examples of good design in san diego yeah sure so i am a trained uh, uh graphic designer but um, as a designer, my career ha path has evolved, which I think is the beauty of being in design is that, you know, you're influenced by clients and by um, needs in the community. So for instance, I was part of a team that started a charter school. So I happen to be president of the board of a charter school. What do I know about starting a school? But I'm a designer, right? There was a problem in front of us that we were able to solve through banding together and using basically design principles, problem solving, creative problem solving to come up with a solution that met the needs of the community. And I think in terms of, to get to your question, Barbara, about good design, um, we've been talking about this, right? As the, in the context of the World Design Capital Initiative that we're all working on, um, you know, originally thinking just pie in the sky, big picture, what what's really working in our city? What do we see? What's, where are the, where's their evidence of really great thoughtful design? So what, what, I, what, give us an example of a great- Yeah, so I'm getting there, I'm getting there. So okay. At Broadway and Harbor Drive, right? As you uh, stand at that intersection, future uh, to be built IQHQ, the RAD development, which will be incredibly beautiful, but right there also the Broadway Pier, 
the Carnitas snack shacks that is covered with typography and, and there's holes cut in the roof that cast shadows of letter forms on the, on the ground. Um, I don't know who designed them, but taking down the 1850s uh, gas lamp uh, light fixtures and installing instead these intertwining uh, lamp posts that are beautiful and sculptural. You stand there and look in all directions and there's clear evidence of really high quality um, design in architecture and in city planning. And then you come up Broadway just a block to the intersection of Broadway and um, PCH. And there's a beautiful project with this amazing sculpture in the, in the front. It's a human head form built out of letter forms. Wait, 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 wait. Let, 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 me, let me be a little bit difficult. The, it's, that's easy for me. The word design and the word art. So in San Diego, over the past 25, 30 years, we've had poor attempts or failed attempts or awkward attempts at what I'll call art public art. So to some extent, probably to a large extent, design is perceived in some way as art. So you're, what you think you know, and I'm, I'm, I don't say that with pejorative, but <laughs> the populace, when they see what you think is design and they perceive it as ugly or art or not, how do you manage what, what you're trained as for great design and the, the general unwashed in which I include myself? Well, design is not art. Um, so. Oh, whoa, whoa, design... no, 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 no. Uh, can I, <laughs> are, are you sure? Design is not fine art. I'll put a, I'll put I, a, I could live with that. It, it's not Picasso, yeah. but it is definitely art. Yeah. So, in my so opinion. well, the, the difference is though that artists, true artists, fine artists are creating for themselves, right? It's a self-expression. Whereas a designer, a trained designer is solving problems for others. It's less about us. We're just the sieve. We're just the, the funnel through which the you know we're, uh, life experience happens. So it we, could end, we listen. So it, so it could end up being art, but the the goal of design is to create something functional uh, in the environment. That, that's also beautiful, right? It's also yeah. That's also yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Right. That there's an aesthetic. Um, obviously, there's an aesthetic. Um, interest in uh, des for designers, okay, but so more importantly, most designers what they care about is results. So wait, wait. Is out, how, do we, how do we win? How do we win this uh, city uh, of the future design? How, yeah. how do we win? What does it take to win this yes. thing? So the World Design, it's called the World Design Capital. It's run by the World Design Organization. It's a, it's a designation that's given every two years. And uh, so for 2024, the bid is due now and will be designated at the end of 2021. And um, so one of the roles I play and actually the, the organization that's sort of spearheading this initiative is called the Design Forward Alliance. Um, and um, and Mail and I are both a part of that. And what and when we first, you know, back in 2016, um, actually as part of the Design Lab initiative um, and connecting with community members, we, we started this design forward movement. And, and what caught our attention with the World Design Capital is the idea that um, they are looking at how is design being utilized for economic development to solve, you know, to solve problems that are societal problems, environmental problems, some of the wicked problems that we face. And then, um, and we've been talking about it and exploring it for some time. And then when the pandemic hit, 
Um, it just, what better time, what better time than now to bring design to the picture when we're facing so, all of these in a new way. Wait, wait, and wait. so for so us to, if, oh, sorry, Neil. Yep. Michelle, if we win, what do we get? So what we get is, I think, two things. From the World Design Organization, we're designated the way that an Olympic city is designated for a year-long celebration showcase, as well as, um, you know, as a continued, you know, work and uh, a work uh, force for design in our region. And so there's, there are several, um, there are seven required events and initiatives that come from the World Design Capital. And then we, as, uh, as a community, both in San Diego, Tijuana, since it's the first binational bid, uh, we then decide what, what fills out the rest of that year. And that was part do, of our do bid. That was do, our do, we get, do we get money? We, well, we do and we don't. We don't get money from the, it's not a, an award, right? But what we do get is, um, you know, an additional elevation of San Diego on a global stage, which attracts okay. tourism, obviously, which attracts talent, which changes the narrative to going back to what Barbara said earlier about who we are as a region. Uh, entrepreneurship, innovation, design, they don't necessarily come to mind when you think of San Diego if you're not living here. But if you're here, it's part of our DNA and that's San Diego and Tijuana. Yeah, so why did we do it as a regional effort? Why was it important to do a San Diego Tijuana combined effort? We really feel like, could we tell the San Diego story without the inclusion of Tijuana because we're so interlaced with all the things that Michelle just talked about? I mean, we really feel like that is our point of difference, right? That we're a border town, that we have these issues that we share across the border in terms of, you know, we share the same water, air, land. Um, and for us too, there's a significant focus on our border region. And we felt like that's a, a different story that we would like to tell to the world about uh, the, uh, the border region, right? That, that's mm -hmm. different than that uh, that's been in the at least national press and probably international press. I mean, what this, what this opportunity affords us is the ability to, as Michelle said, just tell a more animated, a bigger story about San Diego. We're more than great beaches and a zoo. This has historically been a major issue for San Diego, uh, rebranding itself. You know, Neil and I have, yeah. well, I've spent, you know, 30 plus years in the tech world, starting with 10 years at Connect. It was a problem back in the 1980s in terms of yeah. address, uh, getting venture capital here. And sadly, I mean, I think it's less of, of a problem than it used to be, but it's still an issue for this city uh, and this region. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, so I think what you're doing is very important. Each of you like to tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you. Great. Well, well, you know, this is an easy one to remember. If you want to know more about the World Design Capital, uh, go to home2024.com. The theme for our bid is home and all of the different um, definitions and manifestations of what home means. Um, and, you know, to include not having a home and affordable housing, those types of things. And on there, you'll find our, uh, our information. Also, you can go to the Design Forward Alliance website, which is designforwardsd.com, which also has all of the information and our contact information as well. Great. One Sorry. last sentence. Will you both concede that if you, if you show me what you call great design, what percent of people won't like it? 
when you start getting into issues of preferences, that is a part of design. But going back to what Maylin said earlier and, and what I said, you know, design is about a better outcome, about impact. So it's a, it's mm -hmm. a systems, it's a systems approach. You know, it's, a, it's an ecosystem thing. It's not, it's rather than being more of a, of a preference, um, you know, visceral, there's a, an emotional component for sure. So that, that's why. Uh, I don't want you to think we're shying away. You're okay. That's okay. Okay. And, uh, can I say, the only other thing I would like to say is to what you said, Barbara, and, and I know you're part of Connect, but good design to me in San Diego and what part of our story is about the, the, DN, the collaborative DNA that we have, whether it's through organizations like Connect or San Diego Tech Hub or Design Forward Alliance or Innovation Research Council. You know, if you look around, you know, or, or the Smart Border Coalition or Border Fusion, everywhere in our region, we think about how do we connect to do better? That's just who mm -hmm. we are. Yeah, and, and so I would just say that that's good design. Yeah, and I think Connect, you know, which was started back in 1985, uh, was key in helping develop this collaborative ecosystem, yes. which I've been told does not exist in other places in the country. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've both been great guests today. Thank you, Maylin and Michelle, for joining us uh, on uh, this edition of I'm There For You, Baby. You're listening to I'm There For You, Baby, presented by IVN. DB, I'm gonna tell you about design. Great design is like pornography. I'll know it when I see it. And I have really strong feelings about the intersection with design and art. So as you know, I've spent a lot of time thinking about design. I've built half a dozen sort of houses and things like that. And I've built 2 million square feet of real estate. So other design, I care deeply about this. and. It is not universal. Now, I like what they said about it being the outcome. So good design, if the door opens the right way, you don't even notice it. So to some extent, effective design, let's not use the word great, effective design is when it's effective. It, it, the outcome is terrific. I don't think about it. It's intuitive, the door opens. But I'm gonna tell you that in this little city, if we put a Jeff Koons uh, dog in the center of downtown, 30% of the people would say that's ridiculous, even though I may not agree with them. So design and art are interlinked, I think. Maybe. Yeah, well, well, but they're talking about design of products that people use, uh, like the ProFlowers website, like the telephone system at UCSD, like the doors at the faculty club, like Facebook, like Google. I mean, all of these are products that you use every day. I mean. Just think about your car. Well, you have a very old car, which doesn't have many new gadgets. But just and by the way, about that is that is by design. Right. If you if you read if you read Dan Neal in the Wall Street Journal, one of the problem with new cars is they got so many features he can't figure them out. And that is bad design. I rest that's, my case, Your that, Honor. And that and that's why user centered design, which Don Norman basically pioneered the concept of. Is, is so important. I mean, one of the things he took apart in his book years ago was the cockpit um, in an airplane, which is really important that it be easy for the pilot to use in a split second, you know, and some of the way the cockpits were designed were terrible with the, the way the instrumentation was, was uh, 
Absolutely. Yeah. But so I do think that Maylin and, and Michelle are thinking about it at a city level, yeah. sort of a demonstration of, and I, for me, the word design, I need to add art and architecture. So I, I, I'm not trying to redesign Beethoven's fifth, okay. but I do <laughs> think, I do think that, 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 um, okay. I know well, what I like and I'm okay. going to, that's, I'm, I'm staying there. Okay. Well, I think one of the important things they talked about was the collaborative ecosystem, which exists. The fact that we're a binational region, uh, something, you know, you remember many years ago, uh, I was, uh, I started something called cross-border connect in the 1990s, which brought together uh, people in the tech and telecom world on both sides of the border. Uh, we are a binational region, uh, pre-COVID and hopefully post-COVID people live, work and play on both sides of the border. And that's, that's one of our strengths. Um, and it's a good thing. I'll give you uh, one last comment. Because I, I, I think what they're talking about is really important. When I think about the word design, you can also think about designing your life. You can think design is how I make decisions that lead to outcomes. I made my point. Yeah. Well, listeners, that's it for this edition of I'm There For You, Baby, the Entrepreneur's Guide to the Galaxy. If you have any suggestions for us, please email us at info at I'mThereForYouBaby.com. Thank you for listening to I'm There For You, Baby, presented by IVN. I'm There For You, Baby is produced in San Diego, California, America's finest city. For the last 10 years, IVN has brought you over 10,000 articles from hundreds of independent-minded authors dedicated to a simple etiquette rather than an ideology. We're proud to be rated center by allsides.com and least biased by mediabiasfactcheck.org. It is that nonpartisan spirit that is at the core of our journalistic mission. Today, we introduce you to a new era at IVN. We're handing over the mic, so to speak, to our independent contributors to develop their own shows, their own voice, and their own brand. In short, IVN is providing a programming platform for organizations, experts, and talented journalists to share news, information, and commentary with readers and listeners who think for themselves. We hope you find a few shows that you like. We hope you connect directly with our contributors. And as always, we hope you continue to think for yourself.